0: Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Now we are on part six, okay? So to begin with, I know... uh, Really, you, w- reading the headlines, you'll find much negative thing, you know, that is uh, going around the world. Only few are positive. Like, you know, we heard uh, our, some of our young people preaching the gospel. Some are posting about who Jesus is. And, and that's positive. And, and some people are, you know, uh, they when when some people respond to the gospel, you know, you feel blessed, right? Because there's nothing more important than... Salvation, than man's salvation. All right, all right. So guys, uh, hint number twelve. Okay, as a Christian, whether you're a matured Christian or not, or you've been a Christian for a long time already or not, you must understand hint number twelve and hint number thirteen because no matter the what level of uh, chaos, okay that will happen around the world even if revelation 13 is happening right now i tell you it should not shake you or it should not make you give up if you understand tip number what 12 and 13 okay so this uh, this is tip number 12 on uh, biblical ways to handle stress Okay, 12, keep your focus on Jesus' victory and in his glorious return. Okay, again, keep your focus, okay, focus, keep your focus on Jesus' victory and glorious return. And you might think, why is that? Why would I focus on something that is not happening now, which is, you know, it's going to happen maybe, uh, Maybe many, many, many years from now or something like that, you know? Why? Now, I, I wrote uh, here uh, some scriptures, okay? At least uh, we pick some of the scriptures that we think would help you, uh, would build your faith concerning, you know, keeping your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ mighty redemptive work. You know, he, he, he died, he, he paid for our sins, and then he rose from the dead, okay? His mighty resurrection is the basis and the foundation of our faith that Jesus have, have conquered sin and death. And also, we need to focus on his what? Glorious return. Because when he comes back, it's gonna be majestic, okay? Now, here's the thing. If your focus is on how Jesus overcame, okay, and, and finished his mission on earth, then you'll realize that your trial is nothing compared to him. With all the pain that he's been through, then you realize your trial will shrink, right? Like that, right? And, um, and if you focus on his glorious return, then everything, every negative thing that could ever happen in this world are but nothing, okay it's it's like something that uh, you you'll have to the world will go through it and then it's done it's like uh, ch- giving birth to a child no i mean i'm not a mother never been a mother but you know you see the child bearing thing the, the birth pains okay it happens okay so the same thing with uh, with this world it will come to an end Human dominion will come to an end. And that will be the beginning of God's or of Jesus, of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That will be the beginning of his reign. And he is going to establish a what? A millennial kingdom. And I'm looking forward to it. That's why you might think, this pastor is crazy. He's always... You know, he's always talking about the millennium, talking about the coming kingdom. He's talking about the coming king because that is supposedly our focus. I'm going to give you a hint. Okay, listen up. Now, this may not sound right to many Christians, to to new Christians, but listen, this is very foundational. It's biblical. Okay, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Let's begin with this first verse. Hebrews 3, verse 1 says, Therefore, Holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling. Are you one of them? Are you one of those who belong to Jesus, who, who share in the heavenly calling? Are you one of his saints, holy brothers and sisters? If, it, if you are, okay, it says, Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Apostle and high priest. That's why he is the, the, the master builder, he is the uh, pioneer, the author and perfecter of our faith, or the author and pioneer, uh, I mean the pioneer, yes, author, pioneer, and perfecter of our faith. That's our Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Um, we have to focus on him. The, the, the moment Jesus is not in your line of sight, okay, he is off your, your, your focus, the moment you lose, uh, that's the very moment you lose hope. Then you are done if Jesus is no longer part of your focus. You know why? Because apart from Jesus, there is no hope. There is, you, you don't have any direction without the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. You are doomed. Game over. Okay, without Jesus, when you die, you will suffer forever. You, you are going, because the wrath of God is for those who have refused the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, those who refuse the Lord Jesus Christ, as, you know, God's wrath is, you know, set on them. You read John chapter 3, the last verse of John chapter 3. Okay, so guys, apart from Jesus, there is no hope, no life. You, you don't have real joy, okay? No happiness, okay? You don't have the real freedom. You, you don't have shalom. You don't have God's peace. So you need Jesus, amen? John 16, 33. That's why this is uh, an encouragement to all of us. Our Lord Yeshua, Jesus Christ said, let me start with verse 32. It says, a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me alone. Wow. Sounds like familiar, right? Yet I am not alone, Jesus said, for my Father is with me. So this um, happened during their time. Uh, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? Peace. In this world you will have trouble. Well, that's why, that's why we ha- we're having this conversation this is topic on biblical ways to handle stress because in this world right now we have trouble and, and, and I'm going to tell you a lot of even Christians a lot of Christians are angry right now angry with their church angry with their leaders pastors and angry with the the the, the Lord and and when a Christian gets to that point where he feels this you know, dissatisfied and, and, and angry towards the instit- institution of God, then you know that he, that person, that believer is really under stress, under so much pressure. There's so much unmet need. And, 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 and um, the only way for you to survive and endure and overcome such a trial, because we are being tried right now, friends. We are. You must endure. Okay? Okay. Uh, The only way you can do that is with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. You you must have an ongoing fellowship with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That is why the Lord said, In this world you have trouble. So to whom will you run? You will have trouble in this world, but He said, Take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus is our model. Okay, he is our leader. We follow our leader. He overcame. All you need to do is follow him because you know what the, uh, the book of John said? No, I mean first and second John, John uh, somewhere. Okay, it said that even, even your faith, yeah, you have overcome the world through your faith. Hallelujah. Okay, so we need to focus on Jesus' mighty victory. His victory over sin, over death, over sickness, okay? Include that one. He overcame the world. So in Him, in Christ, we will not be shaken. Amen? Uh, uh, we will not fall into fear. And, and we're, we're not going to be anxious. You know what? Why? Because He overcame. Okay? He said, be of good cheer or, you know, take heart. I have overcome the world amen so anyway even if some of your friends or believers died in the lord you know they they went ahead of us even in that situation remember even death is not a defeat in christ right it's not a defeat you know why because like uh, paul said for me to live is christ and to die is gain because you know what If you die and you are in the Lord, you will be with the Lord already, okay? Forever, amen? So finally, finally, those brothers and sisters of ours, you know, everyone who belongs to Jesus, who've been faithful, who abide, who remain in Christ till their death, you know what? They are finally home with the Lord. Okay, forever. So that's the good news. In Christ, there is no defeat. That's why in Christ, you have hope. That is why we need to focus our energy, our time, okay, uh, our vision to Jesus, okay, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So although we face, yes, although we face difficulties here right now on earth, just like what Jesus said, he said, in this world you will have trouble. Yes, we have difficulties, difficult times, but we have great comfort, okay, in knowing that God has what? Overcome the world. Hallelujah. That verse is very encouraging. No? This one, John sixteen thirty three, Because, you know, knowing God has overcome the world and knowing his promises, you know, knowing that his promises are true and he has the ability to do what he said he would do. Right. Amen. And, uh, and that, uh, he, he also promised that he is not going to leave us nor forsake us. Wow. Hallelujah. Also that we know that we have a good, good father. You know that song? You're a good, good father. That's who you are. Something like that. All right. So hallelujah. In fact, uh, Remember, in in uh, while uh, the Israelites were leaving uh, Egypt, you know, during their exo- exodus, God provided manna in the wilderness, in the desert. That's amazing. That's why we do not fear, Amen. Even if uh, famine will come next, you know, shortage of food, things like that. If you're faithful to God, or of course, we have to prepare at least the. Uh, At least we do our part, whatever we can do, we have to prepare. But even if, you know, I believe God will provide. You know, God provided for, who was that prophet who hid? Uh, Elijah. Elijah. Yeah, Elijah. You know, hid for around uh, three and a half years, right? But who fed him? Who fed him? God. Through the raven. (laughs) Birds. Okay? So, I mean, God can do everything. That's why we do not have to fear. If if your focus is on... Okay? So that's the key, friends. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to distress from all the troubles and difficulties we are facing right now, you need to realign or adjust your focus. Okay? And, you know, make sure that it is the Lord Jesus Christ who is in your line of sight. Amen? Okay, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, Philippians 3, 13. Now, we're going deeper, okay? Okay, so listen well. Verse 10, it says, I want to know Christ. Now, ho, 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 ho. Know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection. Now, is this now or is this future? Oh, this has something to do with future, the resurrection thing. Okay? Know the, the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Oh, look at Paul. He, he, he wants to be to take part of the suffering too. Not just, not just suffering. Look. comma it says, becoming like him. Like God? No, 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 no. Becoming like him in his death. Oh, no. This is heavy stuff, my friend. Becoming like him in his death. Meaning to say, he is ready and willing to die for his faith in Christ. You know, Jesus died. So this is one of his, like, ambition. Okay, his wish. (laughs) Wish list, and it came to pass. That's why this is the highest honor, I believe, in heaven. Because all of the disciples, you know, they, they, they went through... Some sort of a torture and, you know, not just uh, verbal persecution. It's like whom is given much, much is required. And, and, And God gave them grace to overcome. So even if, you know, you've been martyred for your faith in Christ, it doesn't mean it's because of you, it's because of you alone or, or your love and loyalty. No, 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 no. Even your love and loyalty to God, they are all by the grace of God. Without God's favor, you cannot overcome. That is why I said you have to focus your eyes on Jesus. You have to fellowship with the Holy Spirit because He is going to strengthen you from within so that whatever, uh, in any case or Whatever is written about you, you're ready. You will overcome. Okay? Now, let, 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 let's uh, finish this scripture. It says, And so, somehow attaining, so still in the process, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Okay? So, that's future. Um, verse 12, Not that I already obtained all of this, of course, because that's futuristic. And Paul goes on to say, he said, or have already arrived at my goal. So it's still a goal, right? At the time. But I press on. This is good. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, verse 13, I do not consider myself yet. To have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. One thing. One thing. Forgetting what is behind. And straining toward what's ahead. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what's So th- This is the phrase I want you to focus your eyes to. Straining to what is ahead. So you understand. I told you a while ago. It is about what? Looking forward. Amen. So. Strength was said, Verse 14, I press on towards the goal. Again, it's His goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now look, pressing on towards the what? The goal. And what is the goal? Go back to verse 10. It says to know Jesus, to know Christ. Okay? To know His power of resurrection and participation in His sufferings and becoming like Him in His death. Whoa! So, Here's the point. Even the Apostle Paul is focused on what? Current events? The latest news? Does that affect the Apostle Paul? No, 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 no. The Apostle Paul is focused on the resurrection. Okay? He's looking forward. I want to know Christ, you know. I want to I want to be like him in his death. I want to be, you know, I want to be because I want to I want to attain the resurrection from the dead. I want to, you know, that's why I press on towards the goal of what? Knowing Christ. So here's the thing, friends. Here on earth, you need Jesus. You really need, okay, to to cultivate your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ by, by fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And then at the same time, you have to fix your eyes on and, and uh, fix, you know, put much effort, so much effort uh, on what's ahead, okay? That's why it says, straining to what is ahead. So he, wh- what are you working on or at? What you're working. And you see, everything that you must, you know, your vision now, okay, uh, must be motivated or must be in line with what's coming, do you understand? That that's, that's the point. You're looking forward because you know the prophecy. You know the story, the beginning to the end, right? Prophecies, end-time prophecies. Outlooks. Please do not mistake. Christians, please do not mistake end-time prophecies to conspiracies, okay? Prophecy versus conspiracy. The, 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 the conspiracies that they said before, when it happened, Okay, they said, oh, those conspiracies are becoming true nowadays. It happened. So now we have a lot of conspiracies. Again, that's why in the book of Isaiah, he said, you do not call, you know, uh, conspiracy, what's what's that again? I I forgot, but, you know, I posted it somewhere. It's about, uh, do not call it a, a conspiracy. So you do not mistake prophecy from conspiracy. So if there, if, uh, if, uh, if, if the world says, oh, that's conspiracy, now check the Bible. You have to turn the voice, the volume up. The voice of the Word of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And then put, put down or, uh, you know, if you can mute <laughs> the other voices so you will not get confused. So you will know if it's conspiracy or prophecy. Okay, so do not confuse that. So I understand the world does not understand prophecy. So everything is a conspiracy. <laughs> but you as a Christian, you know what's going to happen. We say, oh, there's going to be a one world, you know, uh, this, the Antichrist is going to do this and that. And they tell you, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. So you think Revelation 13 is a conspiracy theory? You think Book of Daniel is conspiracy theory? You think Thessalonians is conspiracy theory? You think uh, Revelation is conspiracy theory? You think the Gospels are, you know, concerning the, the, I mean, Zechariah, Jeremiah, every, you know, scripture that, you know, that is, uh, has something to do with apocalyptic narratives. Are they conspiracies? So that will depend. If you have the Holy Spirit, you will understand between conspiracy and what? Here's the thing. The end-time leader is a conspirator. You know that. He's going to rule with deceit. He's going to deceive even, even the elect, even God's people. After three and a half years, the Bible says he's going to betray them. That's why after three and a half years, and, and, and he's going to enter the, third, the temple and declare himself to be God. And there's going to be big earthquakes. 7,000 will die right there and then on the spot. And the Bible says, run to the north. So the Lord is going to save uh, some of the elect, the people who is going to run uh, to the north. And God will protect them there through his angel. I mean, okay, you read you read that. That's it. That's in Daniel. That it's amazing because it's in Daniel chapter twelve and it's also in Revelation chapter twelve. <laughs> okay, anyway. Whew, I, I'm uh, distracted. Okay, now let's go back to our topic. You know, this is not the two opposing kingdom series. So if you have not watched it go watch it when you have time the two opposing kingdom series okay um uh colossians chapter 3 1 to 4 says since then you have been raised with Christ set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your minds verse 2 set set your minds on things above not on earthly things not on things on earth For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When did you die? Okay, when Jesus died in the cross, okay, and he rose from the dead and you put your trust in him that he paid for your sins, that he is your savior. Jesus was your ultimate sin sacrifice. Then whatever Jesus paid for, the transaction that Jesus did through his death in the cross, okay, is yours you become the benefactor okay you 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 reap the benefit of what jesus did in the cross because you believed okay okay i don't know how to explain that simpler <laughs> but here's the thing that is why it says that now that you place your life in christ so you died with him also okay that's why in water baptism you know you are immersed to water and then and then uh They take you up from the water. You know why? Because it's like a symbolism of what? That you died with Christ and then you rose from the dead. With Christ. Okay? When Jesus rose from the dead. So right now, your life is hidden with Christ in God. So if you give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, you are already, you belong to Him. And uh, by faith, okay, you're already in Him. Okay? Uh, Verse 4, listen. uh, Verse 3, it says, For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Now, verse 4 says, When Christ, who is your life, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because what Jesus did in the cross 2,000 years ago, you are part of what he did. You are part of what he paid for 2,000 years ago if you put put your, your trust in the Lord here right now. So you are part of what he did there then. Okay, it's by faith. It's faith, okay? So, when Christ who is your life, now here's the word, keyword it says, when Christ who is your life appears, where is that here? Appears, okay? Then you will also, what? Appear with him in glory. So, you have to understand that this is our focus. He said, set your hearts on faith. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Meaning to say, you have to focus on things. No, no. This is not something about, you go outside, look at the clouds. You know, oh, white clouds, oh, the bluish area here, uh, the stars, the moon, you see the sun. No, This is not a uh, literal thing because it says, set your hearts on things above. The above has something to do where Christ is. Verse 1, see that? Where? Mm. things about where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. When you say, he has completed the transaction in the cross. He rose from the dead. Now he's back to the Father in the throne. and, And so, set your heart on things above. When you say, you have to set your heart on the victory that Jesus did already. Set your minds on things, what? Above not on earthly things not on what's going on in the news i mean it's good to be uh, updated informed yeah right john thank you it's good to be informed but that's not it you do not focus on the, you know who who is right who's wrong they're, they're fighting oh no you're not born to be a chicken friend you know look up you have to see far beyond beyond what's happening in the world you have to see that okay it says uh for you that your life and your life is now hidden with Christ when Christ who is your life appears then you will also appear with him so this is what you need to look forward to straining to what is ahead you're looking forward okay so you're giving energy you're giving time to what to meditate on these things on what things on the resurrection, on what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen when Jesus appears. And it says, when He appears, you will, we will appear also with Him in what? In glory. It's going to be a glorious day. You will have a glorified body. Hallelujah. That is where we need to focus our hearts and minds too, friends. If you try to summarize all the scriptures we just read, you will understand that that is the focus, not the current events, not the, the, you know, whatever they are advocating right now. Because that is not going to affect anything that God has planned for. Listen, just hold on and do not change channel. Okay, look. All right? So, the thing is, focus on Jesus, focus on his resurrection, focus on his his ascension, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, meaning to say you have to focus on his what? Victory. You have to focus on our victory in Jesus because he overcame. He made us more than conquerors. Jesus is our conqueror, and he he made us more than conquerors. (laughs) Amen? So. This is, this is the thing. Your life is secured in Christ. That's why he is our life. And you are already in Christ, in him, while you are here. While we are still here on earth, we're already with him in the heavenlies. Meaning to say, we already have a place up there. God has prepared a place for us up there. So, Because we belong there. You are already counted in. And they can never be wrong. They, 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 they cannot make a mistake. Okay, once you're in, once once he said you're part of my family, you're gonna be there. Hallelujah, amen. Just pray, just continue, just, just abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing, friends. Uh, so, so meaning to say, in other words, you have to focus our cita- on our citizenship in heaven, and we have to focus on the resurrection and our appearing in glory. Hallelujah, we have to focus. When the time comes when he appears. So that, that is what the Bible calls advent. Something that is going to appear. You know, to be uh, presented. Something that we will behold. That's Jesus. He's going to come back. And, 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 and when he comes back, come when he comes back, we will also appear with him in glory. Ooh. Let it be Lord. Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Let it be. That's why I said, Lord, can you please fast forward all of these things, all of this nonsense thing? Because I just, I want to live in that city not made by human hands. I want to be there right now. <laughs> there, actually, there is no point for me to be here longer. The only reason why we're here now that we belong to Christ. The only reason why we're here here because we have a mission. We are here to be salt and light. We are here to, to, to influence the world. We're here to bring a message. Preach the gospel, friends. While you can, while we can, preach the gospel online. That's the only reason. Apart from that, I don't want to be here. I want all of us, every one of us, to be in paradise with God, Hallelujah! Joy, no more sickness. I can't, I cannot describe the the bliss in heaven. Everything is perfect, so beautiful. Garden is, the whole place is like a garden. No more, no more deceiver there. No more, no more enemy. Oh, Hallelujah! I, I don't understand why people wish to live here forever. You know, there's nothing good here, friends. The only thing that is important here is to get people saved. So the most important thing is salvation. And the greatest pandemic ever is not something that is caused by whatever virus, whatever germs. The greatest pandemic that had happened since... The fall of man in the Garden of Eden is not a viral thing, but a sin problem. Guys, get serious. Think about this. If you try to focus your your mind on Jesus, your citizenship in the Lord, focus on on the the, the coming end-time events, resurrection, rapture, whatever, and then you you focus on our appearing with, with Him, then you realize, everything else here really doesn't matter, and you will be looking for something else, something beyond human ingenuity, beyond this technology, beyond this. I mean, oh man, everything that we have here is nothing compared to God's engineering. Nothing. I want to be in a city that who you know whose architecture is God Himself. <laughs> Okay, guys. Let, we we need to fi- finish. First John chapter three verse two says, "Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be, what's this? And what we will be has not yet been made known. Oh, see that? But we know that when He, when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as as He is." amazing read it so you see when christ appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is so we have to focus on what on the appearing of the lord jesus christ do not focus on the appearing of the antichrist you know people are you know putting much effort and research i mean i'm not against that but you need to focus more on the appearing of our, of the real Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? Because uh, the Antichrist is not your your Christ. (laughs) Okay, Revelation 1.7 says, Look, he is coming with the clouds. Hallelujah. And every eye will see him. And even those who pierced him, okay, all the peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. We shall behold him. You know, it really, if you understand end time prophecies and you hear the song sung by uh, um, Sandipati, who else? There's a lot of singers that sang that song. Even uh, the Gaithers, they did it well. They performed really well. Uh, the song "We shall Behold Him." You know that song? We shall behold him face to face. Oh, hallelujah. You could imagine, it's, it's, it, the song will, you know, it's, it's going to connect your emotion, that this is what's going to happen one day. We shall behold him, face to face, face to face, in all of his glory. We shall behold Him, we shall behold Him, face to face. You see why? I see what? I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to see that. <laughs> okay, last verse for, for tip number 12. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12. Let me read from verse 11. Here is a Thus word is saying, well, if, he, if we died with him, we will also live with him. But I want to point out verse 12. It says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. Again, if we endure, we will also reign with him. We are destined, friends, to rule, to reign with Christ. Amazing. When He comes, when He appears, we will appear with Him in glory. And we shall see Him, we shall behold Him with the clouds and all the glorious, magnificent, all the, woo, hallelujah, indescribable uh, lights and all the rumblings and all the, you know, you will behold His power coming in the clouds. And we shall appear and we're going to meet Him And guess what? Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, look up for your joy and redemption is near. (laughs) Amen? And, And every eye will see Him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of Him. And it says, if we endure, we will reign with Him. But it goes on to say, verse 12 says, if we disown Him, He will also disown us. That is why Please, do not, do not, do not betray the Lord Jesus Christ. If you betray him, he will betray you. The same thing as if we disown him, he will also disown us. Good for Peter. He repented. God prayed for him and he's back. He went back. Okay. He denied Christ three times, but, you know, he repented. You see? Amen. If we endure... We will reign with him. So, friends, ladies, and gentlemen, that, that's far uh, point number twelve. Uh, what is point number twelve again? Um, keep your focus on Jesus' victory in the cross, his his death, you know, the benefits of the cross, his death and his resurrection. And okay, you have to focus on his glorious return. Amen. That is where we need to. Look forward, you know, looking forward to what's ahead. That's what uh, uh, Philippians 3 uh, said, okay, mentioned. So we have to focus our on our citizenship in heaven, his resurrection, our appearing in glory. Amen. Because, and if we endure, we will reign with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give the Lord a hand of praise. <laughs> I miss church. I miss uh, the actual church. All right, number thirteen. This is the last part for today's series. Uh, today's uh, message. Very important, friends. God is in control. This is going to lift all the stress that you have. God is in control. Now you watch the news. What's happening in Afghanistan? What's happening is you know what's happening in the Christian community in a, in a place where. Christians are on the run. They've been persecuted. Some are martyrs, and and then when you watch all the cruelty, how they—I don't want to mention it—and you see the blood on on the ground, on the streets, and you see how these people are trying to breathe their last, not giving up their faith. When you see something like that, you wonder. You know, th- although we, 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 we want to encourage everyone about the coming of the Lord, but Christians doesn't know how God will take them. And, and we, with what's happening sometimes, it has shaken a lot of people, even their faith. And so if this is allowed, some people will be, you know, tested whether they will uh, continue in the Lord or not. Okay, so here's my point. God is in control. Whatever the news may be, whatever you read, whatever you've seen, you've watched, God is in control. He knows what He's doing and allowing to happen. What is allowing to happen? Okay, God is in control. He knows what He is doing and allowing to happen that is very important. I want you to understand this. God is in control, He knows what he is doing and allowing to happen. so trust in His perfect plan that the final victory is already his. Woo, hallelujah it's done. It is finished, okay. <laughs> everything is headed toward the victory, our victory in Jesus. He won already, okay? And is going to win again, that the enemy is defeated, and the enemy will be defeated again and again and again and again, to his shame, right? So, here's the thing, friends. Trust in his perfect plan that the final victory is already won. It's already in Christ. That's why you have to choose sides, and if you have to choose sides, when, when, when the world has different, is different. Um, demanding you to choose to pick a side and you're confused, don't confuse yourself. I'm gonna tell you which side is the best. Choose Jesus. <laughs> you know why we have to choose the, the side of God because that's the safest, that's the best side, because that is the side where you will enjoy life forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. Okay, so God is in control. He knows what he's doing and allowing to happen. Therefore, trust in his perfect plan. He has a plan. And that the final victory is already his. No, no, look, you said, oh, but here's this and that. No, here's the thing. Whether Trump or Biden, okay, I'm just using this as an example. Anyway, we're not Americans here. um, We're part of the body of Christ. But here's the thing. Whether Trump or Biden, it's not gonna hinder the plan of God. Okay, it's not. It can only. It will only prolong something. Okay, it will only uh, uh, slow down something. But the the unconditional prophecies of scriptures will come to pass. No one can stop that. Meaning to say, it's gonna happen. Whatever purposes or plan God has in his heart, whatever agenda of the Lord, you know, the agendas of this world, will, it's not going to affect the agenda of God. You have to understand. So God is in control. Amen? But, the, but his perfect plan and, and the final victory is already attained. It's already obtained, but not completed yet because there are many things that's going to happen soon. Okay? So I hope... Uh, this, this thing uh, is uh, something, uh, 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 this is a rhema, okay? A, a big uh, revelation for you today. Now, let's study the scriptures, okay? So, with this, trusting in his perfect plan and that the final victory is the Lord's, we hope that uh, you understand that there's no need to panic. Hallelujah! No need to panic! Hallelujah! Amen! Knowing the the things that's going on around us right now or, you know, what's next. No need to panic because we know that God is in control. Okay. Exodus chapter 9 verse 13 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning, confront Pharaoh, and say to him, This is what the Lord the God of Hebrews say, Let my people go so that they can worship me. Verse 14 or this time I will send the full force of my plagues against you and against the officials of your people and you will know that there is no one. You will know, he told Pharaoh, you will know that there, there is no one like me in all the earth. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing. Verse 15, For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a the, with the plague that would have wiped you off the earth. Verse 16, But I have raised you up. Pharaoh, I have raised you up for this very purpose so that I might show you my power and my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So this is the purpose. This is why God allows, you know, all these negative things to happen so that people may know him. So do not be shaken because God is actually in control. See, he is. Amen. Why not? Let's read the uh, uh, Romans chapter 9 New Testament this time because uh, the apostle Paul quoted from the Old Testament he says Romans 9 beginning from verse 17 it says the scripture says to pharaoh i have raised you up for this very purpose that i might dis- that i might display my what power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth so this is the point why they have to go through something you know the, the slavery in egypt and then they were uh, Uh, then they were uh, chased in the desert, you know. But the thing is this, that God's power, so there was a showdown between the gods of Egypt and the God of Israel. Okay, that the gods of Egypt cannot save them from the, the God, the living God. Okay, so... 18. Therefore, God has mercy on whom He wants to have mercy, and He hardens whom He wants to harden. One of you will say to me, why? Then why does God still blame us? If God is like that, the argument, okay? So this, I, I like Paul. He is really a good teacher, too. Besides being an apostle, He's a teacher, He said. So He throws some questions, and He answers the question, okay? Because it, you know, in the, He's like uh, putting Himself in the shoe of the reader or the listener, okay? So he he throw some possible questions and he try to answer them. So he said, Mm. verse 19, one of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? It says, for who is able to resist his will? Huh? (laughs) But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Oh, 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 oh. Who are you, human being, to talk back to God? So shall a form say to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? (laughs) You know, a lot of people, you remember, what is our topic again about apostasy? What's the title of the topic? What's next, next? okay? I have a, a message, the title is what's next or what is going to happen next. I don't know, where are we in the end time? In the signs of the End Times and What's Gonna Happen Next. Okay, so the, the, the short title for that topic is What's Next. So in that topic, we, we discussed uh, that some people, that a lot of people will apostate. I mean, will abandon their faith. Okay, they're going to be offended and leave Christ. And they're going to question God. Why God? Why God? Why God? Why this? Why that? Why that? So they have a lot of questions. It's like, it's like uh, they know more about God. Uh, they know more than God. <laughs> Today, listen to this topic. Listen, listen to this topic. I'm gonna tell you that this did not happen, you know, just now or or, or, or later in the future. This already happened in the past. Okay, uh, later. Okay, just stay in tune. It says in verse twenty-one, "Does not the Potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and for and some for common use?" Meaning to say, God can, you know, God can create people for special purposes and God can create some for for common use. So what's the goal? The goal is that so that people may come to know him, to know his power. So it's about who God is. That's what it is. Amen? And God has the plan. The, 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 I mean, so, and then we cannot question that because that's his plan. <laughs> who are you to, to counsel God? Does God need us? Does God need counseling? Does God need an advice? So if you are acting like an advisor to God, you you don't understand, friend. Okay, so I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to show you the scripture, okay? So here's the thing, my friend. Pharaoh's heart, the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, his heart was hardened and it did not go well with the Jews, okay? So look at the scenario. They were under uh, they were slaves in Egypt it was hard okay and was it allowed by god to hard. was it allowed by god that oh yes she said yes <laughs> okay was pharaoh far from god's control that the jews suffered in his hands of course not you know pharaoh's heart was hard and yes he was a hard leader he was a hard king. Actually, Pharaoh is not just a king, but he was the God of Egypt. Okay, So here's the thing. Uh, the, the Jews were suffering, but is God not in control? He is still in control if, because he hardened the heart of Pharaoh. And you ask, oh, what kind of God is that? Why would he harden the heart of Pharaoh? You know why? Because through the trials, through the things that the, the, the Jews will go through, they will know who God is. Even the Egyptians will know that there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. Amen? So now, guys, the situation was not in favor of God's people during that time, right? During the time of Pharaoh. They, when, when the Jews when the Hebrew people were, were, were still uh, slaves in Egypt. It was not in their favor. But was God in control? He is. Hallelujah. Because he was the one who hardened the heart of Pharaoh. For what? So that he could introduce himself to the Jews and to the Egyptians. Okay? So so God was in that, in everything, in what's happening right there. Okay? He was there. He allowed it for a purpose so that everyone may know him. Everyone may know his power, that he has the power to save us, to save them. So now, that is about who God is. Amen? So, is God in control? During the time when the Jewish people were slaves in Egypt, was God in control? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Amen? So right now, what's happen- happening right now around the world? Is God in control? Yes. Is He allowing all this? Yes. Are we being tested? Yes. All yes. So now that you know that He is con- in control, There's no point for panicking. There's no point for worry. There's no point for fear. No fear, friends. Because he is in control and he's monitoring your heart. He's checking. He's looking if you are, you know, dwindling in your faith or not. He is in control. There's nothing you can do to change it. So whatever his perfect plan, it's his perfect plan. But here's the thing. The victory is already his. (laughs) So side with him, right? The point about that, the, the Egypt, the Pharaoh, okay? This is about the truth versus reality. Truth and reality between the creator and his creation. That, the, you know, that uh, God is the, the potter and we are the lump of clay. So we have no rights at all before God. No right to take offense. No human rights. So if we don't have human rights before God, so what do we have? Grace. <laughs> all by his grace. We do not deserve his favor, but because he loves us. That's why it's called grace. Let's uh, take, for instance, the story of Job. Job knew God, but, you know, also, I mean, Job knew God, right? But he had no idea why he has to suffer what he suffered during that time. If you read the book of Job, yeah. But you see, even though Job had no idea why God allowed such pain and suffering in his lifetime, he had an idea later. <laughs> that uh, such suffering is not based on his works, on what he did, on, or, or how righteous he was. That was not the basis. The basis that God allowed, why God allowed him to go through some trial and suffering, the basis is God, the sovereignty of God. Because God can allow what he wants to allow, and we cannot choose. Because he is the potter, and we are the lump of clay, so whatever he wants to make out of us, he will. What we can do is submit you know and honor him and love him but we 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 cannot complain so is, is that a good thing is that job had understanding later when the, he 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 had a conversation with god okay uh, later in that book but all throughout the process of the trial he had no idea why 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 my lord and then he his three friends came and 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 gave him counsel that uh, made everything else more confusing <laughs> okay they added to his confusion but job made it through and never cursed god that's why he overcame okay he he cursed the day that he was born but never cursed god he never uh He never yielded to the advice of his wife. His wife said, curse God and die. But Job never, you know, never yielded to that. And so here's the thing, friends. After Job overcame his trial, the severe trial, then the why questions, then the revelation was revealed to him. Why? The answer is, because God is God. Because God is the maker. Because God is the pattern, we are the clay. That's your answer. Why, why, why this, why that? Because God planned it that way. God planned it that that phase of the story of uh, the, the, that event will, will take place. So that thing will take place first and then this next, this next, this next. And you question why? Why? Well, I don't know because he is God. So whatever he says, that's it, period. Okay, so this is something that is hard to understand, but you must understand that you may be going through the same thing with what happened to Job. And you don't understand, Lord, Lord, do I deserve this? Okay, you don't understand why you, why you are where you are now. You don't. You don't have an idea. You don't have a clue. And then you ask, "Why me, Lord? Why this? Uh, why this has happened to me, Lord?" You know. So, like Job, he never got an answer. Never got an answer to that question. No, not until okay he endured and successfully got on top of it. Got on top of the trial. You know, with flying colors. And he overcame first, then he was enlightened. Then he realized, ah, this is why God allowed it. Okay? So like Job, you may be like Job right now. You may be going through something, but listen why. Listen, listen, friend. You don't need to know why. You don't need to know why. Because God will. Here's the thing. My challenge to you who, who have questions concerning God. Okay? Here's my challenge. You read and answer the questions of God. If you question, you have questions to God. You read this and try to answer, okay? Uh, try to answer God's questions to Job, okay? And to you who think you you think you, you know better than God, you, you try to answer. So let's, let's turn to Job. Job chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job, out of the storm, he said, okay, out of the storm. Who is this that darkens my counsel? Ah, so you know they have me. You know, men are so opinionated. We have a lot of opinions about oh why God did this, why that. Oh, we're so opinionated. But actually, your opinions, you know, save it to yourself because if it's not in line with God's plan, you are darkening. You're you're trying to darken God's counsel. Okay. The Lord said, who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? For God, it's without knowledge. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, says the Lord, and you shall answer me. Okay, so take that to yourself. Okay, first question. First question, if you can answer this, then you can counsel God. Okay, meaning to say, if you know the answers you you can really answer it intellectually okay you you, you really have a good definite a clear uh, answer uh, you have a proof that you're that you gave the right answer verse 4 where were you when i laid the earth fa- earth's foundation okay answer <laughs> Were you there? The foundation of the earth. Were you there when God laid the foundation? Tell me if you understand. You see, here's the thing. Why do we judge what, what, what the Lord is allowing to happen? Why do we judge, Lord, why this, why that? Why this, why that? Why do we have to say, God, you have a wrong plan. You have it planned all wrong. You know, How can you say that? Where, you know, do you have understanding? So the Lord said, okay, if you have understanding, first, show me. He said, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Do you have an understanding how God laid the foundations of the earth? Uh, Engineers, civil engineers, they they, they go to school, you know, and, and took the... The course, engineering, civil engineering, and, and they study you know how to build foundations, strength of materials, they, they they do a lot of computation, how how you're building, you know how 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 many years can it last, you know, things like that. But that foundation is a foundation of a building that's not going to last. It's not going to last for 200 years. <laughs> because the the metal inside will you know will be rusted and you know god laid the foundation not of the buildings of the cities he laid the foundation of the earth where were you and if you have understanding can you explain this question number 1 <laughs> where were you <laughs> we're not here so do you have an idea no idea i don't have an idea how god laid the foundations of the earth so so that that, that's the thing friend so look you you have do you want another question it says who mark off its dimensions the dimensions of what the foundations of the earth oh my lord how will you measure the whole earth and the foundations underneath and, and everything else and the type of soil and the strength of the soil, the, uh, the, the compact, the material. the Oh, man, that's too complicated. First, where will you get the material to do that? None of us. We cannot produce anything out of nothing. Only God can. So tell God, do you have an idea? The first question, first question, Job had no answer. You cannot. None of us can. None. Now it says here, who stretched a measuring line across it? You see? Who stretched a measuring line? Now I have a, a steel tape here. You know, I, I use it. But you know what? A measuring line in building the foundation of the earth? Oh, come on, man. And it says, on what Where its footings? Where it's the footing. I don't know. Or where, or who laid its cornerstone? So that's the foundation. Where, uh, uh, who laid the cornerstone? Of the earth, huh? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Another question. Okay. Who shut up the sea behind doors? What? If you cannot understand this, then how can you answer this, right? <laughs> Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? Is there a womb there? Oh, no! When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick dar- darkness. You see, God created all of these things. Do you have understanding? No. When I fixed limits for it, and set its doors and bars in place. So everything, you know, God put limits. When I said, this far you may come and no farther, here is where your proud waves halt or stop. He said, verse 12, another question. Have you ever given orders to the morning (laughs) or shown the dawn its place that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it. The earth takes shape like clay under the, you know what, here's, verse 17 says, have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? Question number one, up to the last questions, Job had no answer. And I am sure, I am sure that you and I cannot, Articulate, cannot argue with God on things. I mean, you cannot give a good answer to that because we don't have an idea. Do you understand? So here's the thing Job 39, Job chapter 40, Job chapter 41, all are questions. Then how can Job answer those questions when question number one from chapter 39 we don't have? An idea. How God did it. And how can you explain the rest? Hallelujah. It's like taking taking an exam. You know, you're taking a board exam and then you have question number one and you don't have an answer all the way to the last question. How can you pass the test? This is the kind of question that no one can. I tell you. You want hard questions? You got it here. Hard questions. Begin from Job chapter 38. And you will... I uh, understand that the Lord mentioned about dinosaurs here, okay? He called it uh, the behemoth in chapter 40. And he mentioned about the Leviathan, the, the, the sea creature, the biggest sea creature. Now, here's the thing. Now, now we have fossils, you know, in, in some mus- museums in the U.S., in other countries, they have museums of creatures that they call, they were uh, creatures in the past. It's like uh, extinct creatures. You know, once upon a time, they were here. They they exist, right? So, but the thing is this. Even that, the Lord mentioned to Job. And Job understood because during their time, I believe, he knows about these creatures. But then, he cannot answer God because he cannot make these creatures like a pet. He cannot. He cannot. That's impossible. You know, you swim in the ocean and you see these creatures so big, so... It's not as, you know, these creatures are fearsome than, than sharks, than hundreds and thousands of sharks. <laughs> so, guys, here's the thing. I want you now to focus on Job's answer. Because Job answered God, okay, in chapter 42. God uh, uh, questioned Job from chapter 39 to chapter 41. But in chapter 42, Job gave an answer but his answer was not really an answer, okay? So he replied to the question, but never answered the question in a manner that should be uh, answered. But his answer, his reply to God was only an acknowledgement that he knows nothing about it, he has no idea, and that God is God, and that he has no rights. <laughs> okay, let's, let's read that one. Job chapter 42, verse 1, it says, Then Job replied to the Lord. Okay, and verse 2, it says, I know that you can do all things. So that's an acknowledgement. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Period. So if he plans it, he wants you to go through some trial, he will. Period. You had to overcome. You just have to endure because He is going to reward you one day according to how you applied the scriptures. God is love. God is just and I know He will reward you. Even if you don't deserve such a trial, just go through it, my friend, and I tell you, you will be rewarded one day. That's my encouragement to you. I cannot tell you which trial will fall in your lap, but I can tell you, God knows. Okay? So, and in verse 3, Job said, you ask who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Because for God, it's not, there is no knowledge with the conversation between uh, the, the three friends of Job and Job, and etc. So guys, uh, read it up to verse 6, right? Uh, but I just want to focus on verse 2. I know that you can do all things. You can do all things, meaning to say God is sovereign, God is in control, His plan is perfect, and no one can stop it. And it's gonna come to pass. And the victory belongs to the Lord. Period. Okay. So no plans of yours can be thwarted. Thwarted means you cannot change it. You cannot. It's unchangeable. Okay. You you, you cannot. uh, You cannot flip it. You cannot. What's what's another word for thwarted? Hinder or prevent. Okay. It says uh, hinder or prevent. There is no effort for us to prevent the plans of God. Ha, ha, ha. Is that a good revelation? Good revelation, right? So no matter matter what we do, no matter what man do, what men can do, will do, it cannot alter God's plan. I'm telling you, friends, it cannot. So don't be shaken when you read bad news in the news. Okay? Don't be shaken. Okay? Uh, 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 don't be shocked. Okay. Do not be surprised because if you know the Bible, nothing is a surprise in the news, by the way. Okay. Okay. Um, but you see, you, we know God's plan. He's going to come again to earth and he's going to take it by force. And his return is going to be majestic, it's going to be glorious. So when he appears, we will appear with him in glory. Amen. So now, what we see here in this narrative is that Job realized that he had no. No right to be offended to his maker because he is just a clay and God is a pater and that he is not in a position, no authority at all to order God. No authority to question God. How much more to command God or to order God? We don't have friends. We don't. Now, what about Jonah? Jonah, Jonah was offended and angry with God. Because he knew, Jonah knew who and what God would do if he would obey God and then if the Ninevites will repent. He knew what will happen, that God is a merciful God. And so he got offended with God. Can you imagine that? Jonah knew who God is. Jonah is a prophet. For me, uh, for me, he's a stubborn prophet. Uh, not just stubborn, but a short-tempered, meaning to say he has this anger issue I mean, he's not somebody who has no emotion. He, is very, he has emotion because he cares for his people. He wanted God to deal with the Ninevites because the Ninevites were a threat to Israel. He is concerned about Israel, but no concern about the Ninevites. Because during that time, the Ninevites were the, were the terrorists. Okay? They were the ones who, who killed people who, who, who does things that, you know, they're like the ISIS, they're like the, And, and for, 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 uh, for Jonah, he wanted God, Lord, deal with this terrorist. But what happened was that God told him to go to that, the place of the terrorist and, and warn them of the impending judgment. If they don't repent, etc, this judgment will come. Because God had mercy on them. So I'm just giving you a contrast, okay? So you understand how this this, uh, story of Jonah applies to us today. So uh, that's what happened, okay? So uh, Jonah was offended. When God called Jonah to go to warn the godless Ninevites uh, of their impending uh, judgment or doom, he left to a direction farther from his uh, field, from the area of assignment, his area of assignment. And and you know how the story went. I mean, you know, he he went to Tarshish. Instead of going that way, he went the other way. But Jonah was greatly displeased and he became angry, angry, angry. He prayed to the Lord, Oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That, this is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take my, away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. Listen, verse 4. But the Lord replied, Have you any right to be angry? Have you any right? <laughs> like I said, we have no rights before God. Because before God, He is the Creator and we are the, His creation. What right have you? Verse 5 says Jonah had gone out and sat down at a uh, place. So he, he gone out of the, went out of the city, okay, where he can uh, see the whole city, okay, at the east portion. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited like that. He waited to see what would happen to the city. So Jonah was still expecting that he can manipulate God and send judgment and send lightning and send whatever, okay, to destroy uh, the city of Nineveh. Nothing happened. That's why he was offended with God. Verse 6 it says Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade. Uh, for his head to ease his discomfort, and Jonah was very happy about the plant. Okay, look. Jonah was happy about the what? The plant. Not with God. Okay, not with God, but with the plant, with the vine. And it says, verse 7, But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm. Okay, so God provided a worm. <laughs> you, will un- you don't understand. Okay, Why? Because God is dealing with Jonah, that's why he provided a worm. Okay, It's a trial. It's a testing. Because God wants to teach Jonah a lesson. Okay, So when God does things, sometimes he is trying to teach you a lesson, guys. So Jonah was happy about the plant. The next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. Verse 8, when the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head. So that he grew faint, dehydrated, I believe, you know, he grew faint and and he wanted to die. So again, he said, it would be better for me to die than to live. So you see how offended, you know, how angry, uh, angry Jonah was with God. Verse 9, but God said to Jonah, do you have any right to be angry about the vine? Now, look. Jonah was happy about the vine. Because the vine was what? He was getting a benefit from the vine. The vine was his shape. So he was happy with the what? With the vine, not with God. With the vine. And now because the vine withered, and now he's, you know, he's struggling with the heat okay, from the sun, now he was angry about the what? Then he became angry again. And he said, I wish I were dead. But the Lord... Uh, uh, God said to Jonah do you have any right to be angry about the vine? Look you did not create the vine so you have no uh, right to be angry about the vine Who created the vine? God Who took the vine away from you? God So what right have you to be angry about the vine? If you are not the creator of the vine and, and you did not you know do anything about the vine so you don't have any right about the vine Do you understand the logic of the pattern and the lump of clay it's the same thing we are his creation he is the creator so whatever he wants you know what whatever plan he has for us for for his creation in general we have no say and we have no right we are there to participate in whatever participation he wants us to participate with so it's like you say okay go and preach the gospel go Share the love. Be the salt and light. So that's what we will do. Amen? But concerning his plan, why this, why that, why, you know, wickedness here and allowed wickedness allowed there and all these things, that's beyond our control. And it's good to know that he is in control. Now look. Verse 9, But God said to Jonah, Do you have the right to be angry about the vine? It is. He said. You see, Jonah said, I have the right to be angry about the vine. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Jonah said, "I'm uh, And I am so angry, I wish I were dead. See? He was so angry about the vine. God said, Do you have right to be angry about the vine? He said, Yes. And I am so angry that I want to, to die. <laughs> verse 10. This is the wisdom, verse 10. God said, But the Lord said, You have been concerned about the plant, the vine, Though you did not tend it nor make it grow, it, up, it it sprung up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern, verse 11, Should I not have concern for this great city of Nineveh, in which there are more people, more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals? Wow. What a wisdom from God to say that to Jonah, who is so selfish. He, he, he is so concerned about his people and himself, you know, what his, his struggles, the heat of the sun and, and the vine that withered, you know, and, and, and made him so angry. But God said, you have no right to be angry about the vine you did not create. So what if God did not, cre- you know, from the very beginning, if God did not create, you know, put the vine there. There's nothing to be angry about. So the same thing. At least God gave you some time for shade. But after the shade, do you have any right to be angry? Do you understand the sovereignty of God? I'm talking about the sovereignty of God, that God is in control, that there's nothing to be panic of. No, you don't need to panic in any given situation, whatever circumstances. Amen? Amen? So, it is like saying you have no right to be angry. That's what God said, okay? You have no right to be angry with people and the vine because they're not yours. okay? Jonah wants the Ninevites annihilated because of their godlessness, wickedness, and they are a threat to his people. So anyway guys, for God, okay for the Lord God, he has the full right to be the judge to show mercy because He is the maker. That's the point of the argument. He is the creator. He is the maker. So period. He is the maker. You are the creation. So who has the right to make plans? The creation or the maker? Of course, the maker. This is the last one. I want to talk about Joseph. Joseph. You know, Joseph the dreamer, like Job. He did not understand why he had to go through some overwhelming pain and testings in his life. But after, you know, uh, overcoming and fulfilling the call of God for him, okay, he, 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 he did uh, the purpose of God for his life. The, God's vision, intended purpose and vision for him, for Joseph. When uh, he did that, then later he understood why God allowed it to happen. To, why God allowed him to suffer in the hands of his brothers to become a slave in Egypt. And to be what? you I mean to be a victim of Potiphar's wife. And, and so he was uh, sent to prison. The dungeon, you know. All of these sufferings and years of, of I don't know why. He went through it. Ver- Genesis 50. Okay, uh, their the, the father died. And so the, the brothers were, you know, were alarmed. Maybe Joseph will take revenge. And so they, they, they planned that, uh, to meet with uh, Joseph and, and that uh, to tell Joseph that the father said, uh, forgive, please forgive the sins of the servants of God, of your father. I Meaning you say, forgive your brothers. So when their message came to Joseph, Joseph wept. Verse 18, his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Now, Joseph had, had understanding. He said, am I in the place of God? Joseph realized that he is not God. Only God is God. So many to say, when, whatever God allows, God will allow. But am I in the place of God to judge you? Am I in the place of God to make you slaves? No. And this is what Joseph said in verse, after verse 19, he said, I am in the place of God. Verse 20, he said, you intended to harm me. He told his brothers this. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. There were so many lives saved from famine. You see, it was a vision that God saw what's going to happen in the future and that he will allow it. But then he was nurturing somebody who will be like a hero that he's going to use to represent him to save and deliver people from the coming famine and that is why joseph had to go through something so that he he is going to have a a negative entrance to egypt <laughs> and he went through a lot of trouble in egypt but in the end because he was faithful to god he was promoted to be second in command. You you see the rank of a vice president in Egypt. And so it happened. So you see, only God can do that. Only God can see the future. Okay, only God can do that, okay? And the only way you have an idea about the future is when you read end-time prophecies. And they are not conspiracies, okay? So, so, So he said, don't be afraid. So here's the thing. The harm done to Joseph ushered him to greatness. Let me say that again. The harm that the brothers did to Joseph ushered their brother Joseph to greatness. To a messianic type of of role I mean in in saving Egypt and the nations around it. That includes uh, Israel. Amen? So guys, uh, most of the time we don't understand the ways of God. Why God would allow something? Not until we get to the finish line. And there, you will find your answer. So if you're going through trial right now, like Job, like Jonah, or like Joseph, and then you have a lot of, why Lord? Why me Lord? Why is this? Why is that? Why, 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 why? Isaac or, or Jacob never understood why. He has to go through something that uh, he thought he lost Joseph. And the Lord did not give him any hint what really happened. Okay, he had no hint that, that his children deceive him. Yes, what? At the end, he understood why. But you have to go through the trial first. When you get to the conclusion, when you get to the finish line, and there you'll see, ah, that is why. But a lot of Christians they got offended through the process. See, this this is something you need to, you know, be careful. Be very careful. As a Christian, you can be offended with God and be angry like Jonah. But you have no right to be angry. Okay? So he was angry. He was angry with God. And that's a terrible thing because you will be you will answer God. and, And 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 a good thing about Job. I mean, he realized, oh, no, I I don't have understanding. I don't have knowledge. I don't have any idea how God engineered the foundations of the earth. No, I have no idea. And if I do not have that understanding, how can I? How can I talk to God like my equal? You cannot talk to God. You cannot argue with God as though he is your equal. Because you don't have unlimited wisdom like God. You don't have it. Because God's wisdom, you know, he's a good mathematician. I mean, he, he calculated everything, all the foundations of the earth, not just the earth, the whole universe thing. Okay, all the, the heat, the, you know, the, the, the stars, and how it was like a lot of nuclear bombs blowing up in the sun every second and, so that we have this light from up there. And, and how, where does this, this, this fuel come from? and Can you see the understanding? How God created the the little star we call the sun, if you have understanding, then you're You're a good scientist. (laughs) But that's, that's not enough. You cannot compare yourself and you cannot look on God or treat God as your equal. That is why you have no rights to argue with God, to tell God why this, why that. You should not do this, Lord. Jonah was displeased with God. It's, it's like for him, God has did, did it wrong. But does man have understanding like God? Okay, do you understand, friends? So, so through the process, while we, we can't figure out what's going on and why God has allowed this and that, just put your trust in God that he's in control. He knows he has a perfect plan. Amen? And God knows better. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Dabo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.